0: If you knew me, you would know I grew up in a town of 800 people.
1: Hi, I'm Leah Parker-Belfer, a T22, and you're listening to If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. Hi, I'm here today with Ben Simon at T21. Thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me. Uh,
1: so, what town? What town are we talking?
0: It's called Wendell, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of it?
1: I haven't, but I'm from Brookline, so now I feel bad. Brookline, Mass. So yeah. Now I feel bad. That <laughs> and I
0: I've I've heard of Brookline, to be fair. I know. So
1: now <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's fine. Um,
1: where where in the state?
0: So it's almost exactly south of Hanover. So it's where okay. it's close to where Mass, Vermont, and New Hampshire converge. Oh, and cool. And it's just north it's north of Amherst if you know that as I a, do know a Amherst marker. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and that's where Amherst College is and yeah yeah okay Absolutely. so were you thinking about going there undergrad
0: I never really thought about it like I definitely wanted to get out of my area I ended up going to Babson which is closer to Brookline, actually like in yeah in the suburbs of Boston so I didn't get super far but I didn't want to stay that close
1: what was it like growing up in such a small community? I mean, now it's starting to make sense why Tuck maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, at the time, it's all you know. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say that it was like such a weird experience. Sure. I think now I've realized how ridiculously unique it is to grow up in a town of 800 people.
1: Right, like total. Yeah, that total. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: you know, some things come to mind, like everybody knew who I was. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like a mini-celebrity. Like, absolutely, everybody knew my parents. Everybody you'd knew me. you walked walk down me. the
1: street. Or if you had people visiting you, you'd be like, they know me. Like,
0: Yeah, like, I mean, so it's such a small town that there's, there's, like, a store. There's one store where you can get food. And if I'm ever at that store, every, like, I would know everybody. Everybody would know me. Same with the one library. Right, like, right, everybody right. would know me. Um, so I think that was, like, I, I guess, like, a, a unique aspect of growing up in that town.
1: It didn't feel weird when you grew up, but it maybe did the world feel so much larger when you went to school, or did you even, like, while you were growing up, eventually start feeling constrained, or maybe not? Yeah. I mean, you had such a great community. I could see it going. I see all the pros and cons.
0: Totally. Um, I'll never forget going to New York City for the first time. When I went to New York, I think I was, like, 14 or something. Yeah. And... I had been to Boston before, but I'd never seen skyscrapers like that. And I became obsessed with the city. <laughs> like, it was it That's was just cool. so wild for me to see that many people. Yeah. And, like, I legitimately wouldn't stop talking about New York. And it was just, like, the coolest thing in the world. Um, and I definitely, like, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I started to get really frustrated with growing up in that town. Mm. Like, I would really feel constrained and I would um like see tv shows with you know a kid in a neighborhood and they can walk around and they see their friends um and for me there were no children within like a three mile radius of me really like I was very much stranded
1: did you have siblings
0: so I I have an older sister Kelly okay she's seven and a half years older than me so she left the house when I was like at that like 13 14 yeah um which actually now saying it it Kinda of makes sense why like around that time I started getting more frustrated right. with the town.
1: More like pent up a little bit, like Yeah. Like ready ready for something different. Totally. It's interesting because I could see it going either way when you were talking about that trip to New York. I could see it either being like really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that for you it was really exciting.
0: Yeah. So it was super exciting, but then, you know, I didn't end up in New York, right? Like, true, true, Then I went to school in the suburbs. I, I lived in Boston before Tuck, but now I'm back in a small town. So, yeah. you know, it certainly didn't consume me.
1: And so have you gone back? I mean, do you go home and, and how do you look at your town now?
0: Yeah, so my parents still live there. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually spent a lot of the, like, early pandemic era with my parents. I spent the summer with them. Um so now it feels like a vacation, sure. I think. Like, it's it's like a relaxing retreat. And, <laughs> I mean, things are different with COVID. Like, you know, everybody there is super careful, and um, as they should be. But um, I appreciate it much more today mm. than I did when I was younger.
1: Do you talk to your friends or do you keep up with anyone from school that you grew up with in those, like, smaller classrooms?
0: Yeah, a few. Like, I, I definitely have like four or five friends that I talked to you know a lot that yeah. I that I went to I think like half of them I went to elementary school with half just high school yeah um, but yeah you I, I still keep in touch with them
1: do you reminisce about it ever or is that not really a topic you chat about
0: yeah a little bit I mean like I have one friend that um like really stayed around like he he went to UMass yeah and then now he's like, he owns a house in, in Wendell. He really so he's just there.
1: committed. He, yeah. he just made roots.
0: Yeah. And that, so that guy's Tom. And, um, like, he literally grew up like, right in the center of the town. There's mm-hmm. a little town common. And that's where there's um, the town hall mm-hmm. and the library <laughs> and, like, a teeny park. That's it. And um, he grew up there right next to his uncle mm-hmm. and next to his grandma. And so of course he was gonna go back like mm-hmm. his whole family is there mm-hmm. and they have like their own little like section like they have like Richardson neighborhood basically
1: right, right, right. <laughs> oh wow yeah, it's a borough
0: yeah yeah it's really funny <laughs>
1: well, I guess would you ever consider it consider going back or e- either that town or living in another small town like like that
0: I hate to say no like I I don't there's think there's no I would. right answer I, I mean I I don't think I ever would. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I certainly can't see myself leaving Tuck and moving back to Wendell. Um, I mean, obviously, like, if you live in that town, you're not doing MBA-type mm. jobs. Um, I you're mean, like, literally zero of You're <laughs> driving
1: to the city or something? to.
0: No, it's, like, two hours away. Okay. It'd be, so it would be equivalent to commuting to Boston from Hanover.
1: Oh, yeah, true. People do, I feel like, commit a bu- uh, commute a bunch from Hanover. New Hampshire, but I guess not, not Hanover. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, so it's too far to commute. Okay. Um, and like, yes, yeah, so like literally growing up, I didn't know any MBAs. Like none of my parents' friends yeah. had an MBA or anything like that. So um, this is like a very foreign concept yeah. for most people from that area. That was like the beauty of growing up that town is you, you don't have certain distractions. It's mm-hmm. not perfect. Like you, you miss out on other cultures. And, Mm. you know, so the town is, like, almost, I don't know, I would guess it's, like, 95% white or something. Mm. And, you know, so for me, when I went to college, um, I had Korean food for the first time, and that just, like, blew my mind. Right. Um, One of my favorite cuisines today. And, you know, I I think that's a little bit of a shame that, like, I grew up without experiencing any of that. Sure. Um, You know, I I don't think there were, there was very little diversity in my uh, high school or elementary school mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I guess when you look back we, we just talked I guess about some of the like challenges with growing up in a small town mm-hmm. but if you look back were, do you feel like there were any really strong lessons that you took from there or anything that um, growing up in Wendell really shaped you in like specific ways
0: yeah absolutely I mean I think you appreciate your neighbors so much more mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, of course, there's people that like still would hate their neighbors, and it's it's not. Um, it's I mean, not yeah, like it's everybody has out. that relationship, yeah. right? But like, since you live next to only a few people, mm-hmm. and you know them so well, and they know you so well, you just trust them more. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody locks their door in Wendell. Um, and, you know, I, I think the benefit of that is uh, you're not as scared mm-hmm. when you go out into the world, and you do appreciate uh, strangers and, like, anybody from, like, yeah. a, a foreign culture much more. Um, so, like, if if a family moved to Wendell from wherever, sure. you know, from Nigeria or something, um, they would definitely be welcomed with open arms. And they would right away have people that were, like, making them food or, and like, integrating connecting them, them with other the... people. Uh, Yeah, and you wouldn't get that in every town. Like, almost every other place in this world would just ignore you.
1: Right, right. Right?
0: So I think from that standpoint, it's really different.
1: Would you... um, Were there any traditions or anything that the town specifically had?
0: Yeah. Or does have? So Wendell Old Home Day (laughs) is a blast.
1: Old Home Day.
0: Wendell Old Home Day. Okay. Yeah. Um, So on that Town Common that like it's on a hilltop
1: yeah
0: and um i should also know so it's it's basically like a big hippie community mostly okay um i mean if you're listening to the podcast you can't see my shirt but i'm wearing <laughs> my town flag and it's like a rainbow of children surrounding a tree with the roots shaped into a peace symbol And that's the real town flag that flies in the state house.
1: I love that.
0: And so, like, in the town common, there's a huge heart with a rainbow inside it. And so that's kind of the vibe. Okay. First off. Yeah. they will usually have a bunch of live bands playing, like, a bunch of local live bands. um, Tons of food for sale and, like, tag sales. And as a kid, I used to go and sell my stuff there. Like, I looked forward to it so much. I would go... Like, get a big, like, get a blanket. <laughs> your, your
1: parents would be like, that's our blanket. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: like, sell Beanie Babies and yeah. baseball cards and, and that type of stuff. That's and awesome. And I, every year, look forward to Old Home Day.
1: How much would you rack up?
0: Probably, like, $40 or something. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, it's funny, like, I, I loved the idea of a market and selling stuff. And, you know, probably one of the reasons why I'm at business school today. Yeah,
1: foreshadowing into yeah, the future.
0: And, like... I remember as a kid, I used to try to do tag sales, but zero cars would drive by. Like, I mean, maybe one per hour. Mm-hmm. And so I think my mom used to call her friends and ask them to come drive by yeah, yeah, yeah. and buy like one Ben's thing. Ben's
1: out there again. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's so funny.
1: Like, yeah, she probably gave people money to buy your things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that sounds awesome. Um, is there anything else about the town that you know you want to share, or anything about your experience that you feel like? People might not expect, or that you want to share.
0: Um, you know something that I I think is kind of interesting is I grew up with a I think disproportionately high number of LGBTQ people in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, so tons of my teachers growing up were gay or lesbian, and so for me that was such a normal part of life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's like that. That just gave me a different perspective and it made me much more welcoming to Mm -hmm. all types of people. Um, people, you know, beyond the LGBTQ community. But, uh, for me, that was, I think one of the best aspects of growing up in that town. Yeah. Uh, because it was never an issue, never, ever a weird thing for somebody to have, you know, two moms or, um, you know, my, my teacher to reference their husband, if it's a man, Mm -hmm. like that was always just like, a common part of growing up there.
1: Right. I really appreciate you sharing that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And like, I don't know what to take away from that because like at the same time, it's like my so town didn't. Coincidence. Right, right, yeah. right. Like my town also didn't have a ton of uh, racial diversity. Right. Sure. So from that standpoint, like if you grow up in the town, you're missing out on some experiences that I think are really valuable. But um, at least for me, I, I just never had any uncomfortable situations with, um, you know, LGBTQ people. Sure. It was just, it was normal. Yeah. And I so like were that. You sh-
1: were you shocked when you encountered like homophobia or something like that? Because to you, that was never something that would ever happen.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I certainly saw that from, you know, so my parents are very progressive. Mm-hmm. My parents are totally like bought into like the hippie culture of Wendell. Yeah. Um, but not everybody, right? Like some people grew up with parents that had different values. And so I would hear... Some, you know, homophobic slurs, but um, I think since it was so normal for me, it was easier for me to stick up for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of that carries on to other groups of people, too, that I'll stick up for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah.
1: Well, thanks for sharing. Um, and I guess to end with a with a fun question, um, do you have any um, fun hobbies that you've adopted lately?
0: Yeah, I've... Uh obsessed over my tiktok account lately oh I created, you jumped on
1: that bandwagon
0: yeah so I, I created a tiktok account at tuck like i feel like it was in fall a last okay. year so i was a little bit ahead of the bandwagon but um yeah i i literally today just hit 10,000 followers oh my gosh um, <laughs> what kind
1: of videos do you make
0: so it's all pretty much all like business focused okay. um a lot mba focused too so some will be like um, like my most famous video is, med school versus business school. Okay. And I'm on one side pointing at like uh, a stat for business school. The other one, a stat for med school. So it'd be like two years versus four years. Yeah, yeah. Like starting pay is 60k for med school, and starting pay for business school is 150k.
1: Got it. Got um, it. So
0: like comparing the two and. That's kind of, like, a typical video for me. That's Some of them awesome. are just, like, lists and helpful tips and stuff. How do
1: you – like, where is your insp- – I mean, so it's probably a little bit here. But, like, how do you form your content?
0: Um, I mean, these days often I get – so I'll do lives and I'll get, like, oh, that- people suggesting videos or, like, in my comments they'll say something. Okay. Um, but all the time I just have, like, a, a huge list in my phone in my notes section and I'll, I'll add videos that I want to post. Do you
1: – um do you, like, get feedback from your friends about, like, which ones are funny or not? Or um,
0: you... I, yeah, I mean, my friends roast me for this all the time. Okay, okay. They're, they're mostly just <laughs> making fun of me. Got um, it. But I've got, I don't know. Some, some of my friends are, like, more into it and will, like, comment when they really like something. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I think they just, most of my friends think it's a novelty.
1: What, um, will you give us a sneak peek of something that's next, or is that, is that not allowed?
0: I mean, I wish I I knew more. Like, I, I pretty spontaneously make the videos. Like today, okay, okay. so today like I posted or... two videos. Okay. Um, one of them already got to 200,000 views in less than a day. Hot so damn. That, that was yeah. great. The other one's at like 7,000 views or something. We hate it. I mean, that's still pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm um, kidding. So the one that has 7,000 views is the five most overrated MBA programs.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: number one, I said, was Kellogg, by the way.
1: Did you list Tuck?
0: Tuck was not an overrated okay. MBA. I would okay. say Tuck's underrated, if anything.
1: Do you work for admissions? No,
0: I don't. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but I've legitimately, like, no joke, I'm going to guess, conservatively, 10 people have applied to Tuck because of me. Wow. Like, they've literally yeah, yeah, yeah. told me, like, I didn't even know about Tuck, but I applied because of you. I'm, you know, and I'm from wherever, you know, Illinois or something. Um, and I've actually had way more for Babson, my undergrad, because I have one video that's pretty popular in which I say the top five undergraduate business schools. And it's kind of a, it's really a joke. Number one, I say is Babson. It's a great school, but it's probably not the best undergrad business school in the world. But I say number one and I say like, it's the best for entrepreneurship. And I went there, um, and I think because of that, I had a ton of people that were like, then looking up Babson and then contacting awesome. me. Yeah. So if, I think for Babson, it's probably more like twenty or thirty applied because of me. Wow,
1: that's yeah, that's that I know of. Awesome. Um, what? So okay, we don't know which one's coming up next. You're not gonna tell us. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you have any partially ideas, because I'll you take don't it. know. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And do you think your last question? Do you think you'll continue when you graduate?
0: I think so. Yeah, I mean. It's been amazing. I've had, I'd say, 50, 15-minute phone calls with people. Yeah. So if anybody messages me, so I, I have like a LinkedIn bio that can link you to my LinkedIn. And from there, people could message me and ask for some career advice or life advice or whatever. Yeah. Um, and pretty much if anybody has a decent reason, I will chat with them for free for 15 minutes. And that has been incredibly rewarding. Like, wow. I, I think about 50 of these conversations. My roommates hear these all day. <laughs> it's probably annoying for them, but I love these. What kind of things these. are people
1: asking you?
0: I mean, a lot about um, undergrad business school, the MBA process. Um, I was a sales manager before Tuck. So some people that are like, I really want to go from consulting to tech sales. What can you do to help me, you know, spruce up my resume or, or how That's can I get amazing. a job? Um, and from that, actually, like, I have, like, a... Career coaching page and people can pay me and like I'll do like a one hour if somebody's like really serious. Oh my They can gosh, do ben. that for.
1: And did you have that before this TikTok?
0: No, I. Wow! Yeah. So this has
1: all this is all because of TikTok.
0: Yes, and I like I've been wow. working on a startup at Tuck in the incubator, and legitimately, like cool story through TikTok, I found this really interesting guy that really wanted to get a job in tech. And I did two one-hour coaching sessions with him. So I made like $200 from two hours of coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Kind of cool. I mean, the stranger paid me money out of nowhere. Yeah. And he really wanted to give back to me. Okay. So he was like, okay, what do you want to do after business school? Okay, you wanna really, really want to work on the startup. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Okay, I know the founder of uh, Health Aid Kombucha, and I know the founder of Four Loco. <laughs> and so he connected me with both of those people. Yeah. And then through those people, I met serious investors in Silicon Valley. And that was all from TikTok. So I feel like it's so valuable. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're definitely continuing this when you graduate. This is going to be like, you're going to just bring it to like the next level. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, real last question, because I know <laughs> I keep saying that, but do you ever dance in them?
0: I have a few. If you look, far back
1: are you gonna you should share so it's it's
0: ben simonopoly like simon monopoly um so ben simonopoly if you look back far enough you'll find some dancing videos okay um i don't usually dance in my videos
1: okay we'll try to get i'll try to put that in the request section in linkedin
0: (laughs) yeah go for it
1: (laughs) awesome well okay thanks so much for being here ben yeah thank you bye thanks for listening to this episode of if you knew me I founded the If You Knew Me podcast back in the fall of 2020 to help deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Tuckies. Special thanks to my partner, Alex Mitko, for helping with sound production. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at the email address listed in the description.